Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? I'm having a stash cinnamon vanilla tea. Ooh, that sounds yeah. nice. We do a tea advent calendar every year for oh. the holidays, but I still have some of last year's tea to drink <laughs> because I always get four for everybody to like put in the little advent bags, mm-hmm. um, but usually at least one person declines tea that night so we have a lot of extra tea afterwards (laughs) and since I ordered this year's already and didn't want to reuse last year's tea I thought I should start drinking it (laughs) there you go so what are you drinking today so today I am drinking Tivana jade citrus mint tea Mmm, yours is fancier than mine. Um, I don't know. Yours sounded pretty fancy, but I did choose this one because it's the only one that I have from Tivana in my cabinet that has caffeine in it. And, uh, you know, we're recording this on a Monday, so I definitely need a little boost to get me through today. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Our drink peep this episode is our friend Elise Ferguson, and she is at EGF Brahma Mama over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. All right. So we're going to start today's mini-sode, as we normally do, with our Can't Evens from the Facebook group. And our first one uh, was posted by Sharon Smith. And I won't read what she said because it gives it away. But she shared a post (laughs) in our group. um, And part of it says Minnesota is taking 2020 to a whole new level. So the post says, well, this was a first for me. Great Minnesota gun opener. Odd Minnesota gun opener. This morning I harvested a beautiful 10-point buck. This was my first ever deer with a shotgun, as I'm usually a rifle hunter. Different zone, different regulations. As I'm walking around a pond tracking my deer, I look down to see a three-foot alligator 10 feet in front of me. After contacting the game warden, I was informed I could shoot it. No clue how it got there or why. I'm guessing someone had it as a pet and released it when it got too big. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Either way, only in 2020 can you go out to sit for guns, deer gun season opener in Minnesota and shoot an alligator. I'm still at a loss of words. Legit speechless. The plan is to mount them together in a fun taxidermy piece. Huge thanks to Lisa and her family for allowing me to hunt with them on their property for this year, for opener this year. Huge thanks to Whitetail Country Scents for bottling and selling the best deer scent money can buy. So basically like dopey. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But then there's some awesome pictures of this gator and the deer together. So that that is really crazy. That's insane. So when I first saw this in our group, I didn't realize that it was Minnesota. Yeah, I didn't either. So that's when I was reading it. I was like, alligator, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, that is really strange. But that is that is very 2020. 
It is. It's super 2020. And it's actually, I'm kind of glad that he found the gator because you know what? That gator would have froze to death yeah. over the winter anyways. So I actually think that this was a better way for him to go. Yeah, it was fast compared yeah. to a slow freeze. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because he does not belong in Minnesota. No. So it's, that's a good reminder not to purchase exotic pets and release them into the wild because yeah. they don't belong there. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Because I just can't imagine that a gator like walked his way to Minnesota. No, unless he had some big hopes and dreams. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't think of anything that he would go to Minnesota for from Florida, but. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Our next can't even is from our friend Katie. And this is called Spicy Noodle Eaten. Can't even. <laughs> Spicy Noodle. So uh, she shared this from another group and it says, so I want to know what the weirdest thing your horse has eaten because on today's adventure of what did my Belgian stud do? Well, he ate a rattlesnake. <laughs> you read that right. Ate a rattlesnake. His curiosity got the best of him and he wanted to play with the spicy noodle that was hiding in the round bale feeder. Oh, and this went on for a good while. The spicy noodle was nice until Sammy, he decided to eat him instead of playing. He picked him up, started eating him, and the spicy noodle was mad and bit him on the inside of the mouth. Oh. <laughs> Face palm emoji. Twice. Yeah, big time. <laughs> now, did this stop Sammy from eating him the rest of the way? No, no, it did not. He continued to eat the spicy noodle until I found him and was trying to figure out why he looked like a chipmunk. I soon found out when I got him to the emergency vet, and we were able to confirm it was, in fact, the spicy noodle he ate. And now I'm awaiting for him to poop the spicy noodle out the rest of the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's actually a little update from this because uh, apparently this went like semi-viral. And so she had to like share a follow up. And so that was a part of this also. And it says, hey, everyone, I honestly didn't think this would blow up the way it was. And with that being said, thank y'all. But with the amount of shares this post has gotten, I have also gotten some hate from a few who just don't understand. <sighs> God, I hate that. Yep. My horses are very well cared for and checked on daily. No, he isn't starved. And no, I didn't leave him without food. And that's the reason he ate the rattlesnake. They had just finished up cleaning up the rest of their hay at noon. And I put out a new bale at 3 p.m. when I got home from work. It's a freak accident that he ate the snake to begin with. And she posted an update that says he has fully passed the spicy noodle and is cleared to come home on Wednesday. Oh, my God. So <laughs> Sammy is just fine. He's not abused. And yeah, I, I mean, think sometimes you just want to try something new for lunch and... <laughs> I guess he just thought the spider looked, or the spider, the the rattlesnake looked tasty. I don't know. How crazy is that, though? I love spicy noodles, like, from the ramen place. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah, but not, yeah, I don't want to eat rattlesnake, though. <laughs> oh, I've eaten rattlesnake. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Good? Yeah, it tastes actually just kind of like calamari. Like, that's the same, oh. uh, like, consistency that it is. Yeah, there's a restaurant. It's called Rustler's Roost, and it's in Arizona on the top of South Mountain. And South Mountain is just like, it's the mountain that was right behind my house when I lived there. 
And oh. so uh, they had like, you know, like kitschy over the top, like Arizona things. And so one of the things was you could order deep fried rattlesnake. So whenever people <laughs> came to town, that's where we took them to dinner and we made them eat rattlesnake. And everybody always thought that that was like super memorable. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's not something you can get at a local chain. <laughs> nope, definitely not. <laughs> Our next can't even is from Cindy in our group. And she says, this afternoon I was out in the pasture just watching the animals like we we probably all do. Our mini Hereford honey came over for some scratches. All of a sudden she starts shaking her head and kind of vomiting water. I stood there unsure what was happening. And then all of a sudden she coughs and this shoots out of her mouth across the pasture. Dang kids and their toys. It's soft and squishy like Nerf. It probably, I'm probably lucky she coughed it out, scared the crap out of me. And it's this like, you know, like, it's probably bigger than a quarter, but it's like a little basketball thing that this poor cow had in its mouth. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a basketball the size of a golf ball. There we go. Yes. (laughs) I was struggling to know what to compare it to, but yes, that's, that is totally accurate. But thank God it was squishy. I mean, if oh, it was yeah. hard, it'd probably be really bad. Oh, for sure. It's a good reminder to like, I don't know. Hopefully, like tell kids not to throw things in the pasture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next one is from Mary, and she says, "Okay, so it's not good that the police officer died, and cockfighting is not good." But it's like cringy. That's so ironic and horrible. Can't even. And it's a BBC news article that is a police officer raiding illegal cockfight gets killed by a rooster. Oh, my gosh. And this didn't happen in the United States. It happened in the Philippines. So a Philippine police officer was killed by a rooster during a raid on an illegal cockfight in the province of northern Samar. And what happened was the lieutenant was struck by the rooster's gaff. And a gaff is a razor-sharp steel blade that's attached to the leg of fighting roosters. So, like, oh. it's not enough that they already naturally have knives on their feet. They, like, <laughs> yeah. attach extra knives to them. We've definitely had that conversation before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And what happened is the blade cut his left thigh and it sliced his femoral oh. artery. And he was rushed to the hospital and declared dead on arrival. So this is a very sad and awful can't even. And a reminder for why cockfighting is illegal in most places. It's been banned during the virus outbreak in the Philippines. But I do think that there's still like a legal market for it in some semblance. Mm -hmm. But it was happening illegal at the time that the police officer raided it. And this awful, horrible accident happened. Ugh. That is terrible. Yeah, it is. So rest in peace to him and so sorry to his family. Yeah. Our next can't even was posted in our group after one of our pumpkin episodes dropped last month. Um, And it's from Rachel. And she said, just listen to the pumpkin episode. I thought it would be fun to share a pumpkin event in the Portland area. And she sent a picture of these people, uh, they may, they have these huge pumpkins that they carved um, and gutted, it looked like. They like put a hole in the top, gutted it, and they're using them as boats. 
And they're wearing some pretty fun costumes, too. So <laughs> They are. And using kayak oars to paddle. Yes. Yes. Also very important. They're not just, like, floating. <laughs> yeah. They, they've got they oars. maneuver. And she said, um, Google West Coast Giant Pumpkin Regatta if you want to see more pictures. So go ahead and do that if you want a good laugh. That looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, that does. And that's definitely one of my life goals. I would like to turn a pumpkin into a boat someday. <laughs> that seems achievable. That's a great uh, it, goal. It is. It's totally achievable. I love setting achievable goals. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one is from Sharon. And she says, I can't even, that's a wild grouse, quote unquote, hunting with a man. People have made comments that he's a Disney, that he's a Disney princess. <laughs> and here's what it says. It says, Albert is still waiting for his big buck this year, thinking Ethel could be his problem. Sitting on the end of his gun and on his leg, he's having too much fun hunting. So I take it Albert is the hunting man and yeah. Ethel is the name of the grouse that's just perched on the end of his gun just hanging out. <laughs> yep. Not a care in the world. <laughs> well, this poor guy's trying to hunt. Yeah, he's probably not going to be successful with that grouse on his gun. <laughs> and our next can't even isn't really a can't even that was posted in our group for the purpose of can't even, but it made me like can't even. So I thought it was worth sharing. So... One of our listeners, Crystal, posted in our group and said, I rarely post my tattoos on social media because they are for myself, not for anyone else. But I wanted to share this one with the podcast community because, well, that's where it's from. When Bev brought it up on the podcast and then she and Sam released merch, I knew right away that was all me. I loved it. When I had the idea to get the tattoo, I actually had to ask if Bev didn't mind that I tattooed it on myself. The label for Joy Farmer just really is what I am and all that I want to be. I love to farm solely for the joy of it. My animals don't need a job other than bringing me joy. Had to add a little porch pitchfork in there too. Anyways, I got my tattoo a week ago for my birthday and I wanted to share so happy belated birthday and holy shit, somebody tattooed something that we stand for on their arm. Like that, like when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like pe people listen to what we say and like, want to tattoo it on themselves. Like that, that was the goal that I didn't know that I had. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And oh yeah, when she messaged me and asked if I minded I was like oh no like the joy farmer thing is intended to be all of your guys's too yeah <laughs> so if you want to tattoo it on yourself absolutely and in fact I keep thinking that I kind of want to get a joy farmer tattoo also oh, but yeah. I can't decide where or like how or what I want to do so I do have tattoos I've got two of them one of them's really big, but you never see it because it's on my back. Oh. Um, and it was never finished because the tattoo artist died before he could finish it. Oh, my God. So I never did anything to it because I thought, you know, that I was supposed to just like leave it as this. So I've had it on my back for like, I don't know, it's been 15 years ish, wow. I think. Yeah. So I've had it for a long time, like not finished. And I've talked about covering it or doing something else, doing something that's more my style because obviously 
it was like the early 2000s when I got it. <laughs> so it's like a fairy and like stuff that like doesn't really like represent me anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's like a farm fairy. I mean, I could turn her into a farm fairy somehow. Uh, I was kind of thinking of doing the joy farmer like on my shoulder and then maybe asking that person like what they thought they could do with it and then mm-hmm. kind of decide like to do something. Because I did have something drawn up, but in order to cover it, it was huge. Like, oh, I bet. E- oh, my God. It was like took up my whole back. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to heal from a whole back tattoo in my 30s. Like, that would be <laughs> it's intense. hardcore. Yes. So, yeah, that's my tattoo story. It's a good story. I didn't yeah. know that you had a big one on your back. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, probably not because you've only seen me. Well, I guess we you saw me in the summer once, but we like didn't go swimming. So no. you had no reason yeah. to see my back. No. <laughs> Still learning things about each other almost three right. years in. <laughs> yep. Always fun. Did you know we have a phone number? You can now call and leave us a voicemail with your farm story, your questions, or your can't evens. Just call 401-426-3276, which is 401-426-FARM. If you've been putting off typing up your farm story because you don't want to have to type it all, now you can call us and just tell us all about it. We love to play these voicemails on the mini-sodes like the one you're listening to right now, but obviously we'll still take your stories, questions, and can't-evens in written form as well. Bottom line, we just want to hear from you. So make sure you call us and leave us a voicemail at 401-426-FARM. All right. So you just heard a commercial about our voicemail, and we have one to share with you today. Yay! It's very exciting. It's it's a little long, but I, I haven't listened to it yet. Bev hasn't listened to it yet, so let's listen to it together for the first time, if I can open it. <laughs> It's like going to the movies. Yeah. Hey, gals. This is from Minnesota. Um, I hope you can hear this because the only time I get to myself these days is in my car. So I am actually in South Dakota right now driving home from my day of work. But I thought I would see if I could relay my last two days, which is a little bit crazy. Started on... Tuesday, um, I took a little break from work because the weather is finally nice after having, you know, a foot of snow in October. We are back to 70s and sun for a couple more days. Went outside with my son, who is currently supposed to be isolating because one of the teachers has COVID, blah, 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 et cetera. Anyway, so he's home with me. I work from home. We go outside. We're doing a couple chores, and I noticed. There is no dog in my backyard where she belongs. And not only is she missing, but so is the 20-foot chain that is attached to her. Oh, my gosh. Which means she's dragging a 20-foot chain through the fields and the woods and the grass and whatever. And who knows where she's stuck. So we jump in the golf cart. We go to my in-laws. We borrow their side-by-side because the golf cart's not going to make it through a plowed field. We zip around all over the field. Can't find her. She's nowhere in the places I think she's going to be. We get in the van. We drive into town. Don't find her anywhere there. My husband finally comes home from combining. He goes back in the the side-by-side. 
drive around. It's just about dark, and I hear barking. He's found her. She's actually attached to some sort of fallen tree in about two neighbors over, so about two sections <laughs> over. She's stuck next to the neighbor's pasture where their donkey and their mini horse are sitting there just staring at her because <laughs> the donkey does not like dogs. Oh, no. Nope. So he finally finds her. So now GPS tracking collar is on order. <laughs> So everything's fine now. Wednesday, yesterday, I ask. Dog starts barking as she does. I look in the backyard. Nothing looks suspicious. Nobody's nobody's trying to eat my chickens. So I'm like, well, I'll look out the front window. Sometimes somebody's driving up the driveway and she'll bark at them. No cars driving out up the driveway, but what's running down the road is a herd of cattle. Oh, my God. So oh no. Again, my in-laws live across the street from me, so these are their cattle. They're out farming in South Dakota, so they're, you know, combining, so nobody's around but me, my kindergarten-year-old son, and I call my mother-in-law. She's on her way back from church. We jump on the golf cart. We rush across the street. There's about 20 or 30 cattle running down the road oh in the ditch. There's a few more in the yard, and there was a couple <laughs> of electricians working on the grain bin. So they're all standing in the road wondering what to do. We managed to get the larger portion of the cows into, luckily, a pasture right across the road that we read sometimes. The gate was open, so they went right in there, locked them up, so they were good to go. Went back to the yard. Managed to get the other random cows back in the lane. Found out how they got out was a sort of a makeshift that they decided to open. So we got that chained up, got them all back. Everything's good. A little later on, the guys got back from farming, so they were able to run the rest of the cattle back in. And all that was good. So, back to work, right? Now... We're working on some tree that had fallen during the derecho this summer, and it was sort of dangling above my chicken coop that we had just finished, you know, the roof and everything. It's a giant branch that if it fell, it was going to be a hole. So they're trying to get that cut off. It's getting dark. The chickens are worried because they want to get in the coop, but there's a crazy man on top of the chicken coop with a chainsaw. So he finally stopped chainsawing long enough for some of them to go in the coop, but this one chicken, not the usual one that I can't get in, but this was the Buff Orpington Angel. She wouldn't go in. I made the mistake of trying to herd her in, and she has this habit of instead of being herded, she rushes back towards you <sighs> in sort of an arch, so there's no way to like push her in the right direction. <laughs> I have a so chicken She's like running that. all over the yard. She's super vocal. I've never heard a chicken like this. She's also a hen that is growing spurs, so she's all sorts of fun. Oh, my God. So I'm chasing this chicken around in the dark. She's climbing under bushes. I'm crawling around on the ground. She's squawking as loud as possible, and she will not run toward the coop. And I don't know if this is some sort of um, self-preservation. She doesn't want to lead the bad guy to the rest of the chickens at home, or if she just... She's running headfirst into solid objects because it's dark. She cannot see. 
we, finally I get my father-in-law and my husband to try to help. We each take a turn grabbing her by the tail, and since they're molting, that just ended up in tail feathers in her hands. Finally got a hold of her. She's screaming. I have never heard a chicken scream like this. Just screaming. I got a hold of her, shoved her head under my armpit, and she quieted down. But my husband said this morning I had to leave before it was uh, time to do chores, so he let the chickens out this morning. He said she would not come out of the coop, but it looks like she came out later in the day but with all this going on I'm sure it's a lot more humorous to think of me running around in the dark while a chicken is running into the wall than it actually was at the time Uh, how do people manage farms small or large if they also work off the farm I work from home I'm a web developer I work from home every day and I have for the last you know 10 years or something and I can barely, like, keep up with my nine chickens and cows and horse and dogs and cats. But, geez, I can't imagine if nobody was home, my dog's running across the county, the chickens are all <laughs> over the place, the cows are running down the road. And this is all in two days. So that is my life, and I'm hoping the rest of the week is quieter. So... Feel free to use this lengthy story if you run out of things to put in your show. Hopefully, it's, hopefully you can hear it. If you can't, I'll have to type it all out for you. So enjoy the show, and I can't wait to hear more. Oh, what a journey. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is an exciting two days. Yeah. No, but I totally get what she means, though. Like. It's a lot to uh, have animals and upkeep them and work full time. It does make it a heck of a lot easier when you're at home. So I, yeah, definitely get what she's saying there. Oh, yeah. Last week, uh, I had someone not show up to a meeting and it was fine because I was outside anyways trying to wrangle chickens because my kids had accidentally let the little my pet chicken chickens out. Aww. And those chickens don't ever free range. And they're like within the radius that the dogs can get to. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was like out there trying to like catch the chickens and get them all like shoved into the coop. And then I ran back to my computer they hadn't come to the meeting. So I was like, phew, I'm like totally off the hook. And then they emailed me later and they're like, so sorry I didn't show up. And I was like, no, it's fine. I was outside wrangling chickens anyway. So technically neither of us showed up. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I always wonder the same thing because I feel like whenever it's calm around here, it's calm and easy. But like when it's a shit show, it's like, the weirdest shit show you've ever seen. <laughs> Absolutely agree with that. Yeah. All right. So that's it for today's mini sode. We hope you enjoy you guys enjoyed it. Um and if you're listening and haven't done so already, make sure you hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. Oh, and you know, before I forget to mention, the person that sent us that voicemail was our drink sponsor for this episode. That was Elise Ferguson. So yeah, this was just her episode. (laughs) Yeah, that was not planned because we did not realize who did that voicemail. 
until we started listening to it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So be sure and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and we read it on one of our regular episodes, you'll get entered into a drawing for an exclusive coffee mug. And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram in your stories and tag at Drink and Farm. We will send you a promo code just for that episode that will give you a percentage off in our shop. And don't forget to take a look at the show notes because there will be links to the Can't Evens we talked about, our social media, our merch shop, and all sorts of other fun things that you don't want to miss. So that's it. We hope you guys enjoyed. And until next time, drink, farm, And give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things.